Comets a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. Sent high and deep by Cyphers. McEnany over the wall to replace him. Using the boards to clear it out of the Amherst, but the Comets force a takeaway. McEwen versus speed left side. A shot, he scores! It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. So it's uh, now time to smell the wings. 10 cent wings at the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K Rocket Judica Comets Insider. Making a fantastic save, even though he's technically been on the injured list for a little while. Richard Bachman tonight. We were going to have the hockey god, Adam Gaudet, with us, former Hobie Baker Award winner. Um, but we're not. So now we got Richard Bachman. We're very psyched about that. Bacher is definitely one of our favorite guests. Scoop, I know you agree with me. We've also welcomed in the voice of the odd, or the Adirondack Bank Center. The Adirondack Bank Center. Mr. Tom Coyne. I went old school on you for a second. I know. Because I have to keep correcting myself on that too it feels old school i mean the the signage when you look around in here they've oh, yeah. such reverence to the utica memorial auditorium when you when you look in here i mean if, if you're an old school person that's been coming here for years you know what i'm talking about is everybody good tonight we good. Uh, we Fantastic. good. Five points in three games. We good. You noticed a lot of Zach McEwen in, in the opening montage put together by our outstanding producer, Matt Page. That's because he, he earned himself a call-up. He's in Vancouver, and I know for a fact that his parents are there. Oh, did they get there? They, they're playing the San Jose Sharks tonight at 10 o'clock. Yep. His parents are definitely there. You have to assume that he's probably in the lineup if that happens. We don't know. Do you know anything? You can't tell us anything, Richard. No, he's playing. He's playing. He's for sure? That's oh, yeah. 100%. Yep. Greener, uh, Greener announced it after morning. See, he's in. I was tonight, looking so. all over on Twitter, and I didn't see anything. Yep. Trying to keep up with everything. But no, the Zach's, L- Zach's playing first game. Awesome. Right, right away, too. So he gets to go out there and just solo skate. get it over with there a little bit. But Oh, yeah, he'll do the solo skate. Do you, warm-ups. You, we've asked you about this before, I think. But you remember your solo skate, your first game? They, they didn't do it as much back then. They, um, more now? And, and they, with goalies, they don't really mess around too much with goalies. They try and let us do our own weird routines they don't mess with us. It's, so. it's like a starting pitcher in baseball. You leave the guy alone when it's his day. Like, for, exactly. if, if he's in that, yeah. yeah it, it's something but otherwise, like they, uh, yeah, they it, make you go all, out. All the skate. players will do it. But the goalies, they kind of just, they, they don't want to mess anything up or go that route. I, I got one other thing I want to ask Richard Bachman, then we're going to throw over to Tom and Scoop. But I have to address the pink elephant that's in the room. For those uh, that are diehard Comets fans. I thought or, it was wing night. Or even on, uh, on the fringe. Oh, sorry. Bacher's been out for a little while. He had injury, we'll call it like they do in hockey, a uh, lower leg injury. He's more he's more near the end of it, I suppose it's fair to say, closer to the end of it than he is the beginning. But I, I guess here it is. It's our fault, Scoop. Yeah, we're no, sorry, Richard. It, I mean, it, it is. It, it sucks when you, you know, when you, when you hurt one of your bros like that. You know what I mean? Backstory, beginning of the season, first three guests we, that we have here on Utica Comets Insider get the call up to Vancouver. Things are going great. Things are going great. We've got we've got <laughs> Bakker's all set, ready to go, and then due to injury, Bakker got the call up, but he spent quite a, uh, quite a bit of time up in Vancouver, so you missed your first initial appearance with us. 
Eventually comes back down. We book him on Insider, and then a freak thing happens. I believe it was in Rochester. Was it that with game? mine? Yeah, or with you. The uh, Springfield. Yours was in Springfield. Yeah. A, a freak thing happens, and he gets injured, and he's been chasing us around at the odd ever since, blaming us. His his wife. Well, it wasn't just it was Sots, and then uh, oh, oh yeah, all right, I left that part out. Chatty, man. stop. So then it was <laughs> we had a good streak so going. It was three <laughs> went up, and then three went on the IR. We yeah, had a good streak quick. going where guys were getting called up after they were on the show, <laughs> and then we had a real bad streak going where guys were getting hurt after being on the show. I was trying to yeah. to leave them out, but he didn't forget. His, oh, no. his, his wife was mad maybe at one, us. Maybe one day. I'll uh, but you gave us you, guys. you gave us a, a good uh, a good ribbing, I suppose, is yeah. the term. But you're good sport about it, and we had a lot of fun. We've had some some laughs. Uh, but, man, great save tonight. Thanks for stepping in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me come out. Guys, it, it was a great weekend, 3-3, three and three, which is tough. You got three in a row. The early one yesterday, they ended up with a 1.5 out of 6. It was an overtime loss. But let's talk about the 2-0, the and then 5 straight, then the 2-0, and then 5 straight. It's a great weekend overall, and everybody seemed to contribute it. And I know you're there at all the games, and you see it. Everybody's playing well, and it's it's deep, too. It's a lot of bounce back. Yeah. Every, even, even yesterday, losing that game, they'd score, and we would answer. Everybody yeah. is chipping in right now. It's not just, I mean, Reed Boucher had a hattie, but it's not just him. Everybody is contributing to this. Yeah, yeah of course. I think, from my perspective, it's, like you said, the bounce back. There's that sense of belief in the locker room right now that you're going to win every game you play. And you get down by two, and it, it doesn't phase guys. And I think you see it in their belief, and then you see our structure, like you mentioned, the, the whole, all the way through the lineup, the structure right now is looking really, really good. And at this time of year, that's the kind of stuff, having good structure and, and everyone working together, you win hockey games. It's awesome. I wanted to ask you about how you're interacting with uh, Michael Layton and how he's looking and what that relationship is is like when you guys talk and yeah compare uh, notes yeah definitely it's kind of a couple older guys um and for me it's kind of nice to have an older goalie that's been around and seen a lot and been through things before um so we we've gone along great um he's played a lot of hockey in his career so he's a great guy to talk to just about that and but but everything in life, and he's been, he's been a real good guy, and it's been cool to see him come in. You know, he didn't play <clears throat> hardly any hockey up through Christmas, um, and you can see he was a little rusty there at first, but he looked he looked real sharp this weekend, calm, and um, it, it's nice to see him play well. Yeah, he really has. And on the flip side of that, you got a really young goalie right now as well with Kulbikov. He's been playing well too, and especially since his return after yep. you know getting sent back down and then getting back here. Uh, now Thatcher's up and you're hurt. So these are the two guys. He's been playing well, too. Oh, yeah. There seems to be, we talked about this before, Scoop, a little bit more discipline, staying in the crease perhaps, and maybe he, he's a very athletic, active yep. goalie and very young, obviously, and, and still learning some things, I'm sure. Yeah, he's um, he's very raw, Yeah, I think you could say, but he's done a, he's done a fantastic job. I mean, for a young kid come in, and not only play like he has, but with the pressure that he's had to be some. There's some nights where he's the only guy we got, yeah. um, and he has to play, you know, five, six games in a row. And he's done an exceptional job, and you can see him learning as he's gone. And um, you know, he's only going to get better. Tom, sometimes I see Kulbakov, and it, the saves are spectacular. Yeah, he's. I'll tell you, he's uh, when the puck is low, he's really great with the pads. 
He really uh, does a, a great job there. He, he has a tendency with a guy that's probably not had the level of coaching that is afforded a guy with, uh, with who spent a lot of time in the A or up in the, particularly up in the NHL to know when to drop down and how to protect the you know the upper corners, which is where he gets stung. And and Bakker hit the nail on the head when he talks about Raw. Kublikoff, when he first got here, there was a game where he took off once in the third period to chase down uh, uh, a puck and get went Me all too. the way out to the blue line. And, you know, I know that I've seen that before, and your heart is in your throat, and you're saying, hold it, just get back. Don't, oh, God, okay. He did it once. You want to bungee cord him to the back of the net. Get <laughs> back within in. Within the next three minutes, he goes out and does it again, and that Trent Cole didn't come off the bench and tackle him the second time was beyond imagination, but... You know, that's just a case of a guy who's over-enthusiastic, doesn't have the point of reference of how you need to protect yourself and, and stay back and let your defense get back and set up. You, it's only you and the other guy. It's, it's, a, it's a penalty shot otherwise, so just protect yourself. But as opposed to trying to go out, poke the puck away, get a deke, and then the next thing you know, you're on the bench and the other guy's in with an empty net. Trent has Trent referenced when he was here with us a couple of weeks ago that they, they had... Uh it wasn't even a stern talking to it was just you know we just had a conversation about expectations and what we're looking for you to do and not do and things like that is it ian clark is that the goalie that's the goalie coach in vancouver, in vancouver. Yep. yeah okay so what he's he's basically like a, a goalie guru from what i hear and a lot of people are crediting what he's done with marky up there thatcher's going to benefit from that I know you guys work with him in training camp and things like that. Did Kolbakov get that chance or anything like yep. that, or is there an or, does the organization kind of send and your send word down with him? I'd be interested to hear. About yeah, do they well. do they send word down? Hey, okay, so we looked at some tape, or ha- have Colby work on this, or have yep. Michael Layton work on this? I assume it comes straight from the top. Yeah, so kind of the system would be you have Ian Clark, and then you have Curtis Sanford, who is here in Utica working with us. Right, um, basically two out of four weeks a month so he's down and so they'll communicate uh ian clark and sandman we call him they they talk and then it all comes from sandman down here okay um so he's our primary guy um but during training camp we all were on the ice with um ian clark and then uh and then my experience was great up in vancouver and i think it's too bad i got hurt when i did because i really started feeling good um after that call up and it he he definitely changed a few things in the game, which is hard to do you, during a season. You mentioned that. I remember but, you talking uh, about that. But I'm looking forward to get back on the ice and keep going with what he does. I wanted to ask Richard a question about one other acquisition. We're talking about goaltenders, but it's a position that's close to the goaltender's heart, and that's uh, blue line guys and the acquisition of, of Luke Shen. Yep. Um, Shenner is a veteran, former first-round draft pick, played a lot in the NHL, uh, East Coast, West Coast. Um, and he is a big body. More importantly, he throws that big body around. And yeah. we saw particularly in the game against Rochester when he started throwing that body around and really started clearing out people for, for Leighton. How big is that? First of all, that experience helping out with the blue line, the guys that assist you the most, and also uh, getting that kind of physicality into the game, just making sure that I can see what I can see. And I haven't got trees in front of me. You, yeah. can, you can even incorporate LeBlanc into that, uh, who's, yep. who's recently uh, brought over from Toronto in the trade. Uh, and adjusting that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, definitely. I think a guy like 
Trenner is just someone that's really good to have back there. He's an older guy that's played a lot of hockey, 700-something games in the NHL. Right. Um, so I think not only having his presence on the ice from just having him out there, but his knowledge and how the other guys around us can learn from him exactly, and talk to him and, and embrace his knowledge of the game is, is huge. Um, In watching him this weekend, I noticed, too, head's always up. He's never rushed. He seems to be very deliberate in yep. setting up plays in, in the defensive zone when you're breaking out. Yeah, no, definitely. You, um, you, can, you can see how patient he is, how he sees the game. He's not the fastest guy out there. He's not our fastest D by any means. But the way he makes smart plays, he's, he's very efficient. Um, and I think our, our younger guys will learn a lot from him about that. It's Richard Bachman, who, of course, nice enough to join us and fill in for Adam Gaudet tonight. Utica Comets Insider with 94.9 K-Rock. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill. My name is Rain. Scoop is here. Public address announcer at the Adirondack Bank Center. Tom Coyne is also along with us. In keeping with that, as far as, um, I guess, gelling or learning to work with your teammates, with you, it's the defensemen who are directly in front of you, but... I noticed the Gaunt, Cole, and uh, Gaudet, that line seems to be clicking recently. And then Carol McEwen and Bush, pretty obvious. They were just, I mean, filling up the stat sheet. It, does that, certain guys just click faster? Is it the practice time together? Is it something that develops more in, in game experience from your perspective? I'd love to hear what you All have to say about above, it. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I think certain guys just have a, a knack playing with each other. They have a similar style. Or they have styles completely different that complement each other. Um, it, it seems like you'll see like a skill guy. Like, um, you could get Dolan or Jazik, and you put them on a line with Carter Banks. And it's great because they don't have to go get the puck off the wall because Banks is in there doing that Absolutely. every time. But he'll find you in front, and that's where their skill benefits from getting fed from the corner. They don't have to do the as much as the the grunt work in the corners. They get to use their skill, and Banks he's in there mucking it up every night. Without so. a doubt, Wasey was like that too. Tanner Carroll's a guy, though, I th- it seems throughout the season, no matter where you put him, he's one of those guys that just makes everybody better and seems to, uh, yeah, he adapts to everybody. And obviously he's got experience in NHL as well, but he's that kind of a guy. Everybody, Every team has, I guess, a balanced, deep team where you have a little bit and all of that different variety, Scoop. Yeah, I mean, Coach has said that he, Tanner is the most consistent guy so far this year. You know, uh, in all aspects of the game, he's making great contributions. And, you know, he's on the score sheet as well. So, I mean, he's just a a big plus for the Comets right now, without question. Uh, I'm curious. Speaking of Kuro, we got to say congrats for just had the baby. Baby boy a few oh, days ago. Did he? Really? So, yeah. I didn't know that. So I didn't know that they had the They had the baby, I believe it was Thursday morning, and then he went off and played a three and three. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, man. His hockey wives. The they, just, they do it. We talked about this before, too. Yeah, this has definitely been a subject. They, they do it all. Your so. wife, Devin, and, and how, what rock stars hockey waves are. You know, and it's a conversation. Remember Brendan Burke that was here? I've had that conversation with him now that he's up with the Islanders. It's the same thing. I mean, it broadcasts. Anybody affiliated with the team that's traveling all the time, the wives, the girlfriends, families home while you guys are out doing this. It's it's really amazing. It's The hockey family supports itself. They just, if you get into this lifestyle, you get it. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, congrats to... Kirill and his family, the new baby. Congrats to Breezer, too, who got the call the other day. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about him from your perspective. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job over the last couple years. Um, 
like we like we've kind of been talking about maturing and learning the game and I think uh, you know it's a it's a good time for him to try and get a little taste of what the NHL is like and, and keep going I don't know when or if he's going to play while he's up there but uh, I, I think he's ready and I think the staff and everyone in the organization thinks he's he's right there and so hopefully they give him a good look they talk about guys when they get called up that might not necessarily crack the lineup immediately it's it's a depth it's a depth move why they get called up there but just practicing on that level taking that jump can definitely help a guy as well please tell us a little bit more about that yeah definitely i mean anytime you're up there uh with that coaching staff and the players and getting feel and getting comfortable um you're watching the games you're getting a little extra work because you may not be playing on your other skills so it's uh Obviously, he wants to be playing, and that's a whole different ballgame from practicing. But uh, there's a lot of benefits he can take from just doing that, too. Richard Bachman here, saving our butts again, filling in for Adam Gaudet. Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K-Rock. My name is Rain Scoop is here. He'll bring us back from our quick break. Tom Coyne is here Well, uh, is here as well. And the wings are 10 cents. Hang on. Utica! It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. It's Rain Man and Scoop. A whole new rash of penalty minutes. Uh, well, we got a whole new attitude. What about them? They're not just bullies. What do you mean just bullies? They scare the bejesus out of everybody. <laughs> Deliberately. Comets Insider. On 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill, 10-cent wing night. You can listen on the K-Rock app, of course. Stream us, krock.com. You can ask Alexa to enable the K-Rock Utica skill. And, of course, if you've missed any of our conversations so far with Richard Bachman, it will be podcasted later. Just uh, look for us on social media, at krockcny on Twitter, Facebook, uh, the Instagram stories. And we had a little visit during the break there from Michael Layton, who I didn't know was in the house. Come on over and uh, give a little love to Bacher, who's sitting with us, uh, filling in for Adam Gaudat. We cannot thank you enough for the save tonight. We really do appreciate it. No problem. Without a doubt, one of our favorites to talk to. We've done this a number of times now. Chatty and, and uh, Sots, though, I, I want to bring them up. I, I know I wrote them down on our list of notes. But, man, it's just there's something about those two guys getting back in there. We were talking in the first segment about making this team deeper. These are two guys that really, really know how to play. First of all, it's all-out effort all the time. Sots is just such a good hockey player. I was, I was happy to see him come back, first game back after his injury, which is, was substantial. Yep. And, you know, goal and assist his first game, first star. He earned that. And you, that, can, you uh, can see the difference in the, in the back line. It's the bubble he's wearing. It is. The mask. They were calling, they were chanting something at him in warm-ups, too. Fish or something? Fishbowl. Fishbowl. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. yeah. The, 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 Aussie, the Aussie kids, bubble. the youth team. Yeah, yeah. He, nice. He, <laughs> he, said, uh, he said he could hear him. They were heckling him pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So. The last time we saw that, Darcy was wearing uh, the fishbowl. Yep. And he, was, he had, like couple two gold games in a row with that thing i told dars i was like don't take that thing off yeah he, yeah so he, now sots is hot with it and like we're well, on to something know, here it, even with the extra protection sots was getting under some people's oh, nerves there no. too yeah <laughs> rochester was a little yappy yeah, there yeah, same thing in uh bridgeport the was it really day. oh yeah he uh he was getting in there with it so but yeah no it, back to the main question or comment is that having chatty and sots back there is huge for our team they're two defensemen that are basically on the cusp of for sure 
going up to the NHL and, and making that that step. So they're they're a huge part of our team and. They've it's, both it's had nice their cup them. of coffee already. Yep, it's nice to have them back in the lineup, and um, they're only going to get better as, as we go here a little further, deeper into the season. What, do you, what are you thinking when you're sitting there? The other night, for example, the team scored three goals and just flipped momentum. It, it was amazing to watch two games in a row going down 2 nothing and what they did, but there was just three goals in like 60 seconds. I think six or 58 seconds. Yeah, like it was uh, Dolly. I think Bush had one, and, and maybe Zach the other. I might. Have, I think McEwen had one. Yeah, uh, and then then it was Bush got one. I think, and then Dolan. I think yeah. was the third one. But, I was. Uh, I actually had excused myself to go to the bathroom when it was two nothing. You come back as all of a sudden I hear the horn. And then I'm like, okay, I gotta get back. I hear the horn again, <laughs> and I walk back. I was watching some of the guys. They're like, no, you gotta leave. Like, you can't, you can't yeah. watch it here. Yeah, it's crazy. So the, you're, you're good luck if yeah, you're going exactly, to the bathroom. Exactly. So you get get but, out of uh, here. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was crazy. But again, it shows the the relentlessness that our guys have. And one one didn't stop. They just kept going. And like you said, it turned the turned the tide and the momentum of the game. And you know, I think a lot of that stuff comes with sticking with the structure that the guys have. That have guys have been using lately, and that's why we're getting the results. Absolutely. Granted, there are some guys back, but when you look back at the first month of the season, and then you look look to where we are now, and in, in particular this weekend, this past weekend, how has this team really improved and grown as a team in getting better? What What are you seeing happen? Yeah, I think a lot of it, and you see it a lot, especially in this league, when um, you have younger teams now. But I think in the beginning of the season, the structure, everyone's still kind of learning and getting dialed in with the systems, um, especially on the back end. Everyone's so fast now, so if your systems aren't tidy, it can create a lot of problems. But you see it now, and everyone knows where to be, what's going on. Everyone's on the same page. And, um, you know, credit the coaching staff for getting the message across to the guys, but the guys have implemented it themselves, and they're doing it day in, day out, and it's, uh, it's been really good. And you talk about structure, and I think the listeners who, who follow the game closely recognize exactly what you're talking about. Let's talk about infrastructure. The players that are that are, are on the ice right now, and we talked about the, the acquisition of Shen and LeBlanc and, and how much that helps guys like McEnany and how that helps guys like Chatfield and how that helps guys like uh, Brisbois when he's, when he's back here uh, and, and Sautner, uh, who is still young and new in the game and learning. The infrastructure of this club right now is so much more stable and and veteran oriented. You got a first rounder in in uh, Gaunt. You got a first rounder in Shen. You've got guys with experience in in Cyphers and in Payet and Shen who've been up there. And you, uh, when you're back in the lineup, uh, who played the game and and Layton. This, this, the infrastructure of this club right now is much better and brighter than what we had seen early on in, in December, uh, in, in early, particularly early December, when there was more of a rail going up and down between yep. uh, the A and the N, and a lot, of new, a lot of PTOs and a lot of young guys. And it almost looked for a while like we were going to repeat what last season was like. Yep. Yeah, no, the, the, the acquisitions that we've, that we've had, the people we've brought in, um, it's it's been great. It's been great for the young guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and it's probably the deepest, least veteran-oriented team that we've had here in, in quite a while. And it's it definitely helps the young guys feel confident and comfortable. Um, 
and it can give your team a real boost. So credit to those guys, but also credit to the PTO guys that have come in. Like yeah, Saucerman came in. He's been right. playing real good hockey for us on the back end. And so, um, you know, credit to RJ and bringing in some good pieces for us. How about that jump at Cole Lind since he, he finally – he finally, well, he rubbed my head for good luck, I guess. <laughs> but he, he, he's got his first couple now, and he seems to, it's his confidence. You can see yep. he's, he's just more purposeful on the ice now, and I'm sure you've noticed that as well. Oh, definitely. A few weeks ago, right before he got that first one, I was, I think I was talking to Josh, our video coach, and I was like, you can just see it. It's coming. Um, he, the way he skates, the way he plays, like he's going to be a real good player. You can just sense it. You can see it. So it's nice to see him get some results now to go along with it. Richard Bachman is here with his Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. 10-cent wing night at the 72 Tavern and Grill, courtesy of Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. I'm Rain. Tom Coyne is here, your public address announcer at the Adirondack Bank Center. And my man Scoop is here, too. So we've got to go back. And, and bring up the three goals in 60 seconds scoop because we talked about this earlier this afternoon and we reached out to Tom to join us. Wanted to give you a different perspective because now we have Richard's perspective, maybe ours from a fan <laughs> perspective. But what's it like to be a public address announcer and you cannot announce the first goal before they've already scored the third goal? Well, it, it I mean, that's crazy. The job of the, the, the PA guy is actually an off-ice official. You had to, at one point during a quick stoppage, you actually announced two goals right in a row, three and four. Right. It was, I'm sitting there, I'm like, poor Tom. The, the worst part is, <laughs> if, if one of them's a power play, I also have to get the penalty. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it's mandatory, you have to announce them twice. So you announce once, and quite honestly here, once is the crowd cheer. You know, you, we do it up big, and we get the crowd going, you get the response and the reaction, and... Hopefully that, that, that helps things flow. The second time is for the press box. Yeah. Um, and so you get the first one, and I haven't done the, the first one the second time yet when the second goal is scored, and now I have to do that one the first time, and then you have a penalty involved, and, you know, the time of the penalty was this, and the time of the goal was that. And you have to do the penalty twice you also. You have to do the penalty twice also, and you have to just keep track and make sure you got them all right. It's nuts. I guess the follow-up question is, you've done this for a long time. Yeah. How many times does something like that happen? It's not every game that you just you see that many goals scored that fast. Certainly, there have to be a, a couple moments in history that come to mind where that has happened to you before. There's, but that's unusual. There's one, and I'll tell you what's ironic about this is, is that it, it, I was watching, um, was trying to find the, the Rangers-Toronto game last night on cable and I ended up with uh, something from with Ken Danico doing this show for uh, um, the New Jersey Devils and all of a sudden who's on the screen but Tommy McVie and he's talking about this time when they were playing up in Maine which was the season before they came to Utica yeah. and became the Utica Devils. And he's talking about how he, he finally got the call up, and it was McVie. And McVie would, would stone. He would go in to see McVie every day, and Tommy would give him a typical Tommy McVie answer. There was an episode where in this building where the, the Utica Devils were up 4 to nothing on the Springfield Indians at the time. And the Indians scored six unanswered goals in the third period. Oh, and geez. it was, and several of them were rapid fire where I didn't even have, get the second assist out on the last goal when you're, you got to stop and get the next announcement in. And it was just, it was brutal. 
Richard, you last thing, you, you've been on probably the flip side of that where perhaps, maybe not even in a game where you were in goal, but on a team where the other team flips it on you like that and they get momentum and it just oh, goes yeah. downhill and everything falls apart for a couple of minutes yep. and, and the team needs a group where you see, you know, we saw the other night, a timeout gets called yep. at a time that you don't normally have a timeout. What's going on on the bench? What are you guys talking about? What is coach saying to try to, to settle that down and refocus and just stop the bleeding? Yeah, I think from being on that side of it, it's just you're trying to get a response. You're trying to get change the momentum back into your favor, at least stop theirs for a little bit. And there's some nights, like, Rock just had it happen where you just, whatever you do, it just, everything falls apart for just that one or two short seconds and all of a sudden you're down by a few but really for me it's you just try and stay calm you, you don't get too high too low and that's where like a, a timeout normally can help too it gives you a minute just to kind of just reset push the reset and get it back to to what works but it's hockey it's a crazy game weird things happen so yeah you just hope you don't you're not in that situation very often yeah because i'm sitting here i'm thinking about it and i'm like what is what would Call say what would well, caller say about the? What is he going to say? All right, let's guys. Well, I know. I, I know wouldn't you had be, a break. It wouldn't be that calm. He wouldn't say. No. That. Yeah. I know you have a break <laughs> coming up quick, but when Rochester called that timeout, um, and I know that, that in the past Greener had always said when we call a timeout, don't just keep it quiet because I got to talk to my club. But I figured it was Rochester who called the timeout, and I still had a goal announcement, so I figured, what the hell, let's get this thing going. <laughs> and we announced the goal <laughs> while he's trying to gather everybody around. So. It's a dirty team effort. It's a team effort. It's a dirty little trick, Tom Coyne. I like it. There Keep it go. up. Keep it up. Always look out for the Utica comments. Richard Bachman, thanks, man. Of course. Pre- appreciate yeah. it. It's always great to see you. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Utica comments insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill. This is 94.9 K-Rock and the Voice. Joe Roberts joins us next. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice Joe Cujo Roberts. And public address voice Tom Coyne. Awesome to have you here, Tom. Thank you. My pleasure. Richard Bachman, one of my favorites, Scoop. Yeah, I just I can't wait to see him get back out there playing again. And you can tell he's itching to and really wants to, you know, be going to hockey practice. You know, the time with the kid and the wife is, is good. But, you know, this is what he does. You love hockey. This is what he does. We also have another goalie from the comments. Michael Layton is somewhere in the building enjoying, of course, 10-cent wings. 72 Tavern and Grill is packed like Luke it is. Luke Shen's in the house. Luke Shen is in the house. So, yeah, the guys hang out. They, they like to be around the rink, so to speak, and hang out at the old barn. Uh, we have now a chance to welcome in the voice, Joe Roberts. So, hello to you. Thanks for joining us on the phone. The big news, Zach McEwen called up. His parents are at the game tonight. They're playing San Jose. It's a home game in Vancouver. And uh, he is on a line with Bo Horvat. They have not announced his third line mate yet. How happy are you for Zach McEwen, Joe Roberts? Man, how flipping cool is that? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I'm so happy for him. You know, you always want good things to happen to good people. And um, what an awesome weekend for his family. You know, he comes from one of those tight families that uh, everybody wishes that they come from. And, um, you know, I got a chance to talk to his dad and his uncle. They made the 16-hour trek down from... Uh, PEI down to Utica, so I'm sure they race back home. So 
mom and dad could get on a flight to get out to Vancouver. So I'm so happy they can make it out there to see Zach. And uh, obviously Travis Green's given him the opportunity to produce because he's putting him on a line with Bo Horvat. And uh, I can't wait to see what he's made of. Joe, did you see my intermission interview with Zach after the second period when he had his four-point game? Yeah, I did. I was there. I, I saw it. I listened to it, too. Weird as much, and I had him uh, rub the bald man's head for good luck. I just want you to know that's the real reason he got called up. Listen, man, I'm uh, listen, I'm, I'm not above uh, I'm not above taking credit for things like that, but I don't want to inflate your ego too much. So keep you in check and say it was hard work and attention to detail. But uh, you know, whatever you want. I think it's uh, all a direct fact of well, he's a spectacular hockey player. He works hard. Tom, you'd mentioned he's humble. He works hard. Yep. Uh, continue on what you were saying off the air about Zach McEwen. Well, he, he's he's really a kind of a prototype of, of the Travis Green type of hockey player. Um, he's coachable. Uh, he is indeed humble. He has good size. The, but more importantly, he uses his good size. Greener had a couple of guys in, in Utica that had good size, had good hands, but did not necessarily have the same work ethic. Grenier. Uh, well. Um, <laughs> did I say that out loud? You did say that out well, loud. I'm just saying. And I didn't edit it. It was, um, uh, it was an occasional <laughs> It was occasional criticism of his game. And, and we all noticed and, and, it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I remember talking with, uh, with Travis after games, and, and he would say flat out, if this kid showed, I don't know what kid's showing up tonight for the game, if, if the Grenier that works hard and utilizes all of the gifts that he's got shows up, this kid could be playing in the end. But he, he doesn't come that way every night. Whereas McEwen is the kind of kid that he's, he may not set the world on fire. He may not change the course of the playoff hopes of the Vancouver Canucks single-handedly. But he's going to work his rear end off. And he's going to go into the corners, and he's going to plank himself in front of whoever's in the goal against him, and he's going to try and create havoc, and that's all you could ask for a guy like that. Scoop, go ahead. Well, uh, I guess Corey Hergott, uh, do we know yet if he got a ticket to hang out with uh, Mom and Pa McEwen at the, at the game? I know he was trying to go to the game tonight as well. He's an occasional contributor here from Canucks Army, and uh, that was in the works. I have not received confirmation I will update a, everybody as soon as I find gonna out. There's going to be a lot of eyes in Utica on that game tonight, without question. Joe Roberts on the phone with us, the voice of the Utica Comets here at 94.9 K-Rock. It is Utica Comets Insider. We're live at the 72 Tavern and Grill for 10 Cent Wing Night. Tell us about Comets Cast, the most recent edition. We talked briefly at the game the other day. Uh, Cam Darcy and Gaudette are featured on it. Yeah, uh, I call that my super special mass hole edition of the podcast. I wanted to get their thoughts on winning the Super Bowl again. Um, man, it was so funny. I hope you get a chance to listen to it because what cracks me up the most out of it was how their Boston accents came out when they were kind of riffing with each other. Um, you know, like five minutes in, you could hear a little bit. Ten minutes in, you could hear a little bit. By the time we got to like 20 minutes in, it was like listening to Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon talking to each other. Like, it was just hysterical. They were too funny. So, um, I loved that episode. They're, they were so much fun. And, you know, Adam Darcy's got a big personality, and I've known that since he was in Kalamazoo a couple of years ago. But Adam Gaudet, you know, when he gets a chance to sit down and chat, he's an absolute riot. So, um, you know, just uh, both great guys. They obviously like to have fun with each other. They're roommates. Uh, they're from the same area. And uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Luke Shen, somebody we were talking about, LeBlanc being a recent addition to the back line, return over the past few games of 
Chatty and Sots, and then the goaltending of Michael Layton this weekend. A 3-3, three and three, 5 out of 6 points. I think you even prefaced uh, last week, you said if you get 4 out of 6, that's a great weekend when you've got a 3-3, three and three, especially with that early 3 o'clock start time yesterday. But give us your overview of the weekend for the Comets. Okay, you remember how uh, a couple minutes ago you asked if I saw your intermission interview with Zach McEwen? Did you hear what I said right before Bridgeport tied the game up in the third period last night? I, I did not. Okay, yeah, that one was my fault. Uh, we took the first lead of the game. Uh, first lead we had, you know, we were coming back. We were down 1-0, down 2-1, uh, down 3-2. We ended up tying the game, scoring two, and going up 4-3, right? And then uh, then I said we were up at 4-3. It was late in the third period. I said, wouldn't that be great if the Comets could come out with six points after this week? And I said, you know, still plenty of hockey to be played, but you can't ignore that that prospect. Um, within eight seconds of saying that, uh, Bridgeport scored. Uh, and I do believe my follow-up line to that was, why do you even open your mouth, Joe? It was a strange, like, uh, third-person chat to myself. At any rate, so I'll take the knock on the chin for that one. That's my fault. The comments didn't get all six points. But five out of six, not bad at all, right? Against formidable opponents, too. You know, uh, you, you topple Lehigh Valley. It's tough to play against those teams that you don't really have the chance to see so often because it's a little tougher to prep for them. And then, obviously, with Rochester, they're a little banged up right now, and that's that's tough to ignore. But with that being said, they're still the divisional leaders, and they were on a 10-game point streak. Um, and then you, you take a look at Bridgeport, who's battling down there in, the, in a very competitive Atlantic division, too. So to take a point there with a little sleep, a four-hour bus ride, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like five out of six points is is as good as that weekend could have gone. Obviously six, yeah, but that, that I don't even know if that's reasonable to ask for six. Um, so to take five, that's a huge weekend and one that'll probably be uh, remembered as this playoff race continues to heat up, right? I mean, all of a sudden, don't blink, but there's like two full months in the season left, and that's it. So we're talking, I mean, 50, 50 or 51 games in. Uh, you know, we're two-thirds of the way home. So uh, this is when it really starts to heat up. Did you see me fall on the ice uh, during Chuckapuck? No, man. I saw your second intermission <laughs> interview. I saw you earn the call up for Zach McEwen. I just didn't see you fall on the ice. So, uh, you know, it, there's there's no moments of humility uh, in my eyes yet as far as Rayman goes. So, uh, no, you're safe. I, I didn't see that one. If you want, if you want to laugh at my expense, go to at K Rock Rain on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and it is right there for the world to see. Michael Layton has really settled in from your perspective. Joe, uh, what have you seen over the weekend from him? I mean, I see a guy who who knows what it takes to be a pro. Uh, If you're going to do anything for that long, right, 18 years of pro hockey, um, it's tough to be uh, an accountant for 18 years. It's tough to be a plumber for 18 years. It's tough to do anything for 18 years. So to do something like that, uh, that takes such a physical toll on your body is obviously impressive. And you can see how day by day he's getting more comfortable and uh, he's showing how he's been able to have that longevity. So I think his first start was a little shaky. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I think he was probably thrust into that first start a little earlier than Trent Call would have wanted due to moving up the game against Belleville before that big snowstorm. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I see a guy who's obviously playing with some confidence, who has a great skill set and uh, provides a, a level of calm to the guys uh, who are playing in front of him. Joe Roberts, your play-by-play voice of the Utica Comets on K-Rock. You were missed at the Utica City Football Club game yesterday uh, it, with the flag. It, it just wasn't the same, uh, e- even though, I mean, I can imagine you running with the flag 
after 13 goals. That would kind of be entertaining. But uh, Joe Roberts, uh, thank you very much for joining us here at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It is 10 Cent Wing Night, and we will be back with more Comets Insider on K-Rock. Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. Here's Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Ten cent wings, baby. They smell good. They are delicious. You should get down here and have some. Uh, they've got slap shots showing on one of the, yeah. the, well, the big screen here. And it, it's just, I'm trying to do a radio show, but I'm like watching, oh, this is the part where he says, Suzanne blanks blank. And, you know. And, the Utica scene hasn't come up yet. It's hilarious, though. It, it, when you walk in, if you've been to the 72, you go to the, look to the right, and we're in the corner right by the big screen. And my back is to the, the screen. Tom Coyne and Scoop have been watching the movie <laughs> the entire broadcast. <laughs> and it's only and there's no audio. We could do our own dialogue. I know every word of the movie. Exactly. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, I want to watch Slapshot too. Oh, it's it's I, you know I have it on my iTunes. I I just watched it within the last month or so. It's like a regular rotation movie for me. It's you know? hard. It's hard to believe there are humans that have never how seen that movie. Well, it's a classic. It, it is. It doesn't matter how young you are. If you've never seen it, get it, watch it. You will laugh. You will just, especially if you love hockey, you got to watch it. I said to Richard Bachman during the, the, the first commercial break, I was like, "You can't turn Slapshot off every time it's on. You get sucked into that movie." He's like, "Absolutely." Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, and there's so many Utica connections to it. I mean, obviously, the scenes that were shot at the at the Odd. Um, well, you're telling me stuff about the movie that I didn't yeah. even know, which is fantastic. Well, here's another one. The, the bus was the Utica team bus that they had, With the sledgehammer? That, yeah, Making it look used, mean. That they used in the movie. Unbelievable. And, uh, okay. and then there were a couple of other interesting little things. For example, the scene where, they, where, the, uh, uh, the, where the boys go into the crowd yeah. actually had occurred here yeah. with the Johnstown Jets. And they walked the guys in uniform across the street to the police station to be booked. Oh, that's it awesome. It was just in- incredible. See, now that, that actually happened with the Johnstown Jets at an Erie Blades game back in the day yeah. where, where they, the Johnstown Jets went into the crowd. And they did it here. Huge brawl. Yep. And then they were trying to get back to their, their locker room, and they were trapped by this big area of bleachers where Erie Blades fans just dumped beer after beer upon them and so there's this huge scrum of police officers and hockey players completely drenched in beer and they he when they did it here they called the Utica police across the street and they walked into the visiting locker room and they said I need this guy this guy this guy and they got him up walked him out and walked him across the street to Carlson's there's the bus Walked them across the street in uniform and booked them. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just, can you imagine the mugshot? Yeah. He's got a hockey sweater on. Then when they had the 50th anniversary and they brought the Hanson brothers back, two of which were the guys that went into the stands, the Carlton's. Yeah. The cop that made the arrest came up on stage and they, they told the whole story and it was Wow. It was just incredible. I love the stuff. I love the little side stories that are involved and things like that. The stuff you don't necessarily see in a movie, the backstory behind it, you know? Yeah. 
So the uh, Utica Comets have the Laval Rocket at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Then they go to Wilkes-Barre-Scranton and play the Penguins at 7.05 on Saturday. And then back home on Sunday, there's no soccer on Sunday. We're getting used to soccer Sundays with UCFC, uh, but they play the Cleveland Monsters. It's a Sunday matinee at 5 o'clock. And there is only 30 games left in this season. They've still got a couple games in hand, I noticed, That's on the Syracuse Crunch. But you've got to win these games. It's an important uh, matchup in terms of playoff standings, you know. And do you feel overall, I guess I'm asking both of you this, and then we'll, we'll go to our final break. But, and I think we even kind of brought this up with Richard Bachman. But with some of the depth returning, some of these guys coming back from injuries, the way that certain guys have made that transition or turned that corner, Cole Lindford is one perfect example yep. that I mentioned. They've got some... Dolan li- gets better. They've got some lines that are really clicking. The defense has been fortified. Michael Layton has settled in, who's sitting at the bar here tonight at the 72 Tavern. Luke Shen... There's the Utica scene. Seems to be a key cog. <laughs> uh, they're still watching Slapshot, Slapshot. behind us. Well, they're they're now at the odd. In they're just the team seems to be at the right place at the right time now to make that final push. I, I don't know if you guys agree or not. I, I do agree. I think that if if you could say that structural integrity would remain the same, then yes. Um, but we, we somebody, don't get injuries and all that. You know, we look only, pretty good right now. Not only that, but things go the the right way up in you know in Vancouver. For example, I wish the absolute best to Travis Green. I hope his club makes the playoffs. If they don't, maybe we see some help. Oh, even more, yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, if they do su- suffer uh, sustain any injuries while they're making that playoff rush, maybe we we get depleted a little bit. Um, so there's so many different variables, but I agree with you 100%. If all things remain the same, this is a playoff team. You never know what's going to happen. So much is out of their control, our control, Correct. the hockey gods' control. And there's some good offensive depth. You know, Boucher's the kind of guy that that you th- you have to believe that anytime he's on the ice, the red light can go on without a doubt. And then on top of that, you've got Dolan, which gives us now extra uh, offensive depth. Um, and yes, we lost we lost Zach. Hopefully, he'll he'll spend some time up top. If he doesn't, that's 20 goals coming back. And Gauntz is still a guy that we overlook. Third yeah. shorthanded goal of the year, by the way. He, yeah. Every time he's out killing a penalty, there's a chance we're going to score a goal. He just seems to have that ability. That's that's a lot of shorthanded goals. There's guys that go careers and don't get Don't one. get that. Right. So, I mean, what he's doing this year on special teams has been remarkable. Tom Coyne, thanks for joining us. Thanks to Richard Bachman. Scoop, of course. I'm Rain. This is Utica Comets Insider. 72 Tavern, 94.9 K-Rock, 10-cent wings are good until 9 o'clock. And thanks to our producer, Matt, back in the studio. Check social media, K-Rock CNY. If you missed any of it, he'll get the podcast up. It's also available on iTunes and in your Google Play app. Go Comets!